Hello, everybody. How are you today? Um, we are so excited about today, and we're actually so excited in general. We're like <laughs> celebrating. We have all this stuff going on, and um, one of the things that we have going on coming up starting in January is a mastermind. It's a six-month mastermind, and we put it out there. We know, you know, we just feel so deeply about what this experience is going to be. But anyways, long story short, people are messaging us and jumping in, and it is like the <laughs> most thrilling. Oh my god! I literally like when uh, we just got the message. My response was like, "Holy shit!" Like the feeling and energy I have around this group that is coming together is next world dimension level I don't I can't there's not even words for it the feeling is so exciting and this has been a dream of ours for a while like ever since we started you know different opportunities have come on how to work different ways to work with us but this is one thing that we've had planted for a while is like bringing together this combination of women with, with a long-term support and not only with us, but each other and the way this is coming together and the fruition of the dream is just so fun. Like, this is the reality. It's happening. There's women in it. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like, it's going to be incredible for them, but like incredible for us too. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like so excited. I'm so excited about the, well, I'm excited about now, but like we're already preparing and moving into the new year. I mean, the next round of D program has people in it. The next round of Mad Money ha has people in it. The next round uh, or the first round of our mastermind in January has people in it. So it's so exciting because it's a couple months away for us. And we're already looking to have things just right off the bat in the new year. And um, this will be a, this will be released on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. And also um, that will mean that there will be three days left. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There'll be five okay. days. Yeah. Five days left when you're hearing this of um, our Black Friday offers. And they include our self-study courses, our 50% off instant access download. You can get those on, <laughs> well, now you can get those now and jump into them right away. And we also have savings on every single one of our live offers. So D program, Mad Money, um, the Mastermind, private coaching, mentorship, all of that has a special pricing through cyber monday which is like insane yeah the 29th so at midnight at the 29th those offers will go away but it's so fun to like we we actually couldn't wait we thought we'd do it from black friday to cyber monday and the excitement and energy was building so much with us we were building the graphics and talking about it and dreaming and having so much fun that yesterday we we're like let's just drop it because no better time than now 
Right. Well, and we had like three different women be like, okay, do I have to wait? Like, I already know I want this. Do I have to wait to buy it until Thursday? We're like, oh, okay. You can have it now. Exactly. <laughs> like Oprah, you get it. You get it now. You get it now. <laughs> so fun. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. And I mean, this is just like the perfect experience and our conversation we want to have too. Like, the only thing that we're planning for the future, but like we're also we being able to receive the moment at hand right now, right? So like, this is something that is not necessarily easy to do. And it actually took us some work to be able to figure out how to do it. And when I say figure out, I mean like actually just not try to figure something out. In, <laughs> in some ways. Um, but we have like this innate, innate, like desire to know what's happening in the future and to plan for the future. And it is not a bad thing, but when it takes away from where you are presently, like if it turns into worry or how and why is this happening, then that's a whole nother story, right? And so our conversation today we want to have about talk about is around time and like that the only thing that actually exists is right now in the moment and that we get to plan for the future and be excited about what's to come and also be super excited about what's happening right now in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had interesting experiences with time and, and timing. I mean, the people were led to believe that like time is linear and finite and time actually changes based on your own energy and your own experience and where you are at in relationship to the present moment. So you know this, we've all felt this. It, there've been times in your life where things have felt like they went really fast and like the, and there've also been times where it's felt really slow and like things have really slowed down because you can actually rearrange time based on where you are in regards to your energy systems and how present you are in the current moment that is at hand. Right. The first time yeah. I ever, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go right ahead. The first time I ever remember hearing that like time was malleable or changeable I, I, it was in a book that I read um, a long time ago. And this, this man was talking about the difference between Newtonian version of finite time and Einstein's theory of relativity, that time is relative. And he told this story about, he lived in New York. He actually lived in Brooklyn. His office was in Manhattan. He woke up late. He had a really important meeting and he was playing with time and playing with time being relative and he began to really slow his energy down and instead of getting really anxious and speeding up the 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 time and the energy and feeling like he didn't have enough time he just began to like breathe really deeply and calm himself down and say i'm the source of time time runs through me i'm the source of time time runs through me and somehow made it on the subway from brooklyn to his office in manhattan like through security up the elevator and into the conference room and ended up being the first one there. Like there is no logical explanation for why he 
you know, arrived prior to everyone else when everything in the external logical world would have said he would have been significantly late to this meeting. And I remember thinking about that and just being very blown away by the idea of it, but also wanting to do it, but it having so many, like wanting to play with time and wanting to try to see if I could be the source of time, but being, having so many stakes and what that would mean. Like if I did it, like if I did it right, then it means, you know, that I'm good at this or that I'm good at mastering energy and all of this stuff a long time ago. And, and I remember playing with it, but then also weirdly having these moments that nothing like not trying to do it, but the time was really weird. We both have stories about that and we'll probably talk about them today. But I do remember finally coming to this place where, and I was a person who was chronically late and always anxious and never felt like I had enough time. And being able to slow time down and rearrange it, I ended up having an experience where I was able to do exactly what he had done. I was late. I had to pick up Isabel from the high school and make it to Emma's school. I was already late and this like two stop situation was going to be like a 25 minute drive. And I needed to be there in like 10 minutes. And I remember just being like, no, I actually like, I am the source of time. Like I'm going to arrive with plenty of time. There's nothing to think about. There's nothing to worry about. Just breathe. And every time it would want to angst up inside of me, I would just be like, no, and calm, uh, very calm. And I decided not to look at the clock, no matter what, like the little clock inside my car. And I, and I was about halfway there and I was able to just continuously stick with the stillness in the slowness and the feeling of having ample amount of time. And I got behind this like um, public service bus that was stopping like every five feet it felt like and it was I mean I was laughing because I was like okay this is not random like this is my opportunity right here behind this bus to decide that like okay this actually isn't going to work and now I am going to be late and all of those things and I remember laughing and being like this I can still be behind this bus that continuously stops and I still will arrive on time and I did I made it I mean, it, there's no logical reason that I was sitting in the cafeteria at the, you know, with five minutes to spare and I was, and it blew my mind in a way that I was like, holy crap, like this is actually real. Yes, I know. I have had experiences too, where it feels like what you're going to do like in the regular pattern of like fall into the idea or trap of like being behind that bus can totally trigger all of, like we have no idea that we're creating in those experiences right mm-hmm. and so your mind wants to tell you all the things like oh great now I'm gonna be late this is bad what the hell why do I always get behind the slowest person when I'm in a hurry I mean they're just like a million things that we don't understand that we're like creating in those times. And so it 
then becomes like the most torturous experience. Time starts taking longer. You're telling it that it's taking longer. You're like speaking it into existence. And whether, you know, I'm sure there's like debate on exactly what's happening, whether time is speeding up or slowing down or our experience, like you said, it's relative. These are things that are like um, concepts that can can kind of crunch your brain and hurt your brain if you truly try to understand exactly what is happening. But there is an ultimate truth in this where we are constantly creating our experience that we're having on the outside is similar and reflective of the experience we're having internally. So if we're changing what's happening inside of us, it it's the ultimate outcome that the experience that we're having is changing. So this stuff is everywhere. I mean, we talk about this in every element of our work, but when it comes to time, you know, I've had these experiences too. And actually when the whole um, pandemic started, it, there was this, there was this, uh, my experience I was having was that I couldn't work and because my salon was shut down and I had just come off of surgery. I've talked about this multiple times, but one of the things that was crazy about it is I kept having these conversations and dreams that all led back to time. I'm like, I just want to know how much time it's going to be. Like, I'm fine if I can't work. And I know I'll be okay, but could, could I just want, like, if I could have anything, I just want to know how long this is going to take. I want to know what the time frame is this is going to be. And being able to, like, repeat that a bunch of times, I realized that, like, actually my work right now is to not know how much time it is and to, like, fully trust. And I ended up having this dream about time. And Two of my friends had passed away, uh, I think a year, about a year before this dream, not quite a year. And I, in my dream, I had, so this is in my dream. I was driving in this car and I wanted to go check out where they worked because when they were alive, I never actually went into their new building. And in my dream, I wanted to go do it. But in my dream, I also knew that they had already passed away. So it was kind of a strange dream. Like I knew they, they were gone, but they were also, I just wanted to go see their work. I didn't think they were going to be there. So this dream went on for a long time. In the beginning of the dream, I was looking for this address and I was in this random person's house that felt like, and there was this address on this pizza box and I couldn't quite get to the pizza box. And this woman said like that I needed to get out of her house. And this man who was like a plumber and electrician came up to me and said like, isn't it sad that people just like don't help like somebody else? Like, why wouldn't she just give you that address? You know? And I was like, yeah. And so I get back in the car and I'm, I'm driving in this other part of town and I see where, where they work. And I go in there and I'm like crouched down in this corner and my friends are there, but it's so strange to me because I know that they have already passed away in my dream and in real life. And I see them and she walks up to me and she's like, Hey, it's my birthday. And I'm like, and I kind of pop up from being crouched down in this corner. And just like in real life, I joked with her and I said, Oh, you want a birthday spanking? And we kind of laughed and uh, she went and saw her brother had walked into the room in the dream and she went over to greet him. And at the same time, 
her husband, who had also passed away in real life, came over to me. And the, when he came over to me, it was a different feeling. It felt as if this was no longer a dream. Like we were next to each other. And I remember just taking it in and standing, we were standing against this wall in their workplace. And I asked him, I said, can I ask you a question? And I knew in my sleep that I was asking him a real question. Like it didn't feel like I was dreaming. And I said, I asked him, I said, what is time like on the other side? And he looked at me like for a while, like, how can I explain this to you for you to be able to like understand what it is? And meanwhile, in my dream, my girlfriend was with her brother and, and I could sense that that felt more like a dream. Like there was like this thing that was playing out. But when I was with him, I was really with him. Like I was really with him. And he, he looked at me and he said, time is like as if you are a baby. And instantly I thought, well, a baby doesn't, doesn't see time. It only knows now. Like whatever is in front of it is the only thing that exists. Like there's no time to a baby. It's just now. And um, then my dream carried on and I went, back to my girlfriend and I went to give her a hug and as I was hugging her I already knew that I felt like that part was really dreamlike and her husband part was really real and she started disappearing and I woke up and in real life I woke up and I was in tears because this feeling was just so intense like so intense and I, I Chad had woken up too and I was telling him about it and I told him the whole dream and then I went back to sleep. And then I had a dream about you. And I was like, I have to tell Randy the answer to time. And so I have this dream about you immediately after. And I'm, I'm, you know, going into this room and I'm like, I have to tell you this. I just had this dream about my friends and this is what happened. And I told you every single element of the whole dream that I had. I'm like, he felt really real. I know that I was with him. I asked him what time's like. On the other side, he told me it's as if you are a baby. And so then you and I in the dream discussed what all the ways that a baby knows time, right? Then I woke up, um, had a whole like the morning and then had the day. And then that night I dreamt again, the third time I dreamt I was with my friends again from the who had passed away. And I told them, oh my gosh, you guys, I can't believe you're here again. I just had a dream about you and I'm trying to tell them the dream and tell them the answer. I asked him what it was like, what time was on the other side. And uh, you guys, and I'm trying to tell them the answer, but it's like really chaotic in the dream and we're at this big table. There's all these tables everywhere and I can't quite get to them, but it's the third time now that I've had this dream. And I woke up and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. Like I had, I got to ask somebody, okay, granted to these friends of ours, she and I talked so much about, like when she was alive, we talked so much about like the mysteries of the universe and what exactly was going on and what happens after you die. And like, I remember thinking a day, that day before, like, I just like, I want her to come and tell me the answers. Like, I want, she knows now. Like, she knows all the things. 
And then I had this dream. So I felt really incredible, like incredibly lucky and filled with like so much love and gratitude that I got to have this conversation with them after they had passed away. And simultaneously, like I said, this is when the world seemed very chaotic in the, that very beginning part. And I knew right then and there that I, time was as if you were a baby, like you only know what is exactly in front of you. It's the only thing that really exists. And taking that time in a time that felt like I didn't have control and I could get myself behind something if I knew what it was going to mean or what, how many days or how many weeks, like I just need to know what I'm getting into. So then I can like prepare myself to be ready for it. But like, that's actually not how it works. Right. So to be able to be safe and like be massively provided for and connect to the truth, it required me to not know, like, and to fully trust in the moment and start creating in the now moment in that time, which changed my whole freaking life. Like what happens is we want to be any place in where other than we are, right? So it's like, I'm just gonna look forward to that. Okay, I can do this for three weeks, knowing that on three, the day of the three weeks, it's gonna be over. So my mind's only at three weeks. It's, it's missing every single thing that's happening in this now right and so I love that I was able to have that dream granted that dream came toward the end of really crazy time experiences before I understood what was really happening just like Randy I had multiple time experiences one I want to tell you guys about it but it's like literally one of the craziest things that has ever happened and it sounds so bizarre because like <laughs> what the hell was happening there yeah I forgot I had one of those too oh my god and like the whole point of telling you these time stories is like I've always known since I was a little kid I've had this really innate feeling that things are an illusion that things are pliable I've always felt like if I travel or something like that, that I kind of stay in the same spot and like this big screen around me moves. Like it just, there's just been a lot of examples in my life where things just aren't as concrete as we think that they are is what I really have this feeling, you know? And it's, it's been forever. So here's my crazy, one of my crazy time stories. I, you know, used to be a hairstylist. I was at the salon and I had had this woman in my chair and her and I, it was the first time I ever had her and we were talking. It felt very randomly about like the mysteries of the universe type stuff. It was this older woman and she was telling me some things that had happened in her life kind of. And um, because we were having such a conversation, I started running over just a little bit of her appointment. And her appointment was supposed to get done at a quarter to one. So it was 1245 when her appointment was supposed to be finished and I was supposed to be with my next client. I, as she's paying, I look at the clock and it's 1250. So I'm like five minutes behind as she's getting out of the chair. By the time she's done paying and everything, it's 10 minutes over. So it's like 
five minutes to one. Okay. I'm very aware of the time. Like in the salon, I had to be very aware of the time because I have multiple appointments that take certain slots. And if you get off, you kind of get off or you have to try to make up for it another place. That's what it felt like. And so I look at the clock as I'm going out of the room with my client that was there. And my other client is at the end of the hall waiting for me. And I say goodbye to the one that I just have. And I stay down to the one waiting. I'll be right out. I'm sorry I'm running a few minutes late. I'll be right out. And she's like, okay, no problem at all. Okay. Her appointment that's coming up is a color and a haircut. So that usually requires about at least a two hour appointment. Okay. I go, I say, I'll be right back. I, you know, whatever. I go into the room. I pick up a broom. I sweep the floor. Well, first of all, actually, I wipe down the counters and then I sweep the floor and go out into the hallway. This, on a regular day, would take me two minutes, three minutes tops, probably. I didn't do anything except for wipe down the counters, like put my stuff away, get the dirty stuff out, bring out clean stuff, sweep the floor. I go out in the hallway and as I open the door, it's like I'm opening the door and the energy has completely shifted to like, no problem, you know, clean up your stuff. I'll be right here to like arms crossed, a look of like total <laughs> pissed off. I'm like, hey, I'm ready for you. And she seems very upset. And she sits down in the chair and I'm like, okay. So I'm like, sorry, I was running a couple minutes behind. And she's like, I'm not gonna have enough time for a color anymore. I can only do a haircut. And I'm like, oh, well, it's only like 10 minutes. So we can definitely do both. Do not worry about that. She says, 10 minutes, try 40 minutes. I go, what? She goes, you're running 40 minutes behind. And I'm like, no, 10 minutes. I'm like, your appointment was at 1245. And she's like, yeah. It was, and it's 125 right now. And I'm like, no, it's not. What? And I remember looking at the clock. This is where it gets whacked. I look at the clock, and as I look at the clock and I see it's 125, my ears go, <laughs> the craziest, <laughs> sharpest tone ever. And I'm like, wait a second. I mean, I am so aware of what time it was on the clock. I knew that I was 10 minutes behind. I knew it. And maybe 12 by the time I got back out to her. I knew it was not one o'clock yet. I was paying very much attention that, to that because I have to like make up the time if I'm a minute or two off. And so I'm like, do not understand what's happening. I'm like, wait, no, it's not. And I'm like telling her like, no, I looked at the clock. It's, your appointment's at 12.45. I ran 10 minutes behind. And then I say, I don't know. I, I don't understand what happened. And right when I say that again, it goes <laughs> into my ears again. The craziest, like, high-pitched thing. And then I start getting weirdly, like, disoriented. I'm like, I'm like, what's happening? And she's mad. She's mad, mad, mad. And I'm like, I start doing this thing where I'm, like, overly apologizing. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I 
I, I swear, I only, I, I, I'm like stumbling with my words. I'm like, I just don't understand what happened. Again, I'm like, what <laughs> in the world is happening? So then I go bring her over to the shampoo bowl and I'm like, okay, that's fine. At this point, I'm like, let's just do a haircut because I'm like weirded out beyond weirded out. I just doesn't add up to make any sort of sense of how, what, what happened. And then my mind's starting to go like, okay, if like a half an hour went by from the time that I said, I'll be right back, I'm sweeping the time I got out of the room what the hell was I doing in there I'm like which was I just frozen with the broom did I get abducted by aliens did she come back there and look at me okay the door also has a glass opening so if she wanted to look at me or <laughs> say something why didn't she come and say anything or did yeah. she something I don't know there was so many unknowns it was crazy that was the weirdest part for me in the story was like why like you you were sweeping the floor your glass your door is glass if she just kept waiting and waiting like what why did she not get up and look to see what was going on and this is like it doesn't make any sense like it doesn't make any sense (laughs) (laughs) and and I mean my mind was going crazy. And every time that I would start to apologize, like, cause I did it probably 15 times while she was there. It's like, I couldn't stop because I was like on this weird loop of like, my brain was trying to like have some sort of grip and grasp of like, what the hell happened? And what did that look like? Like, what did that look like if that's what was actually happening? I know I didn't sweep the floor for 30 minutes. Like, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> and and um, then I was just like, okay, I'm happy to just do the haircut so I can just get out of, have this be done with. And I, you know, I don't know. This story is kind of a funny story because for a really long time, I don't, I didn't know what happened and I didn't, and even when I would kind of ask it and I would say that like I would get ringing in my ears and I was like what the hell is this but what I really really truthfully think happened is we were having two completely different experiences we were in like two completely different realities she's out there gaining more speed of like how long it's taking and whatever is happening. I'm completely clueless on that. I'm having my own experience in there in two, you know, the taking two minutes. I'm feeling a little bit rushed because I don't want like too much time to go by, but there's no logical way that like 30 minutes, that we had a 30 minute difference experience, right? And um, what it ultimately my experience of that experience told me is that things just are not quite as what they seem. Like your logical brain isn't going to understand this story. There's something that's going on. And I'm like, given this experience as an awareness of like, multiple things can be happening at one time. My experience isn't her experience. Her experience isn't my experience in general. And also in relative to like what was happening in time like that was such an extreme difference that it didn't there's no way to explain it but it actually happened like the woman came to me for almost 
I don't know, five or six appointments before that, never to be seen again. Like after that <laughs> happened, she was like, I'm out. I don't know what the hell happened here. This is the weirdest thing. Like she probably thought I would be disrespectful or whatever it was. It didn't matter. But ultimately the truth was that something was happening. We were having completely different experiences. Time was not the same as it was inside that room than it was outside of the room. It just yeah. wasn't. I had an experience like that too. And I'm not going to go super into detail about it, but I was doing cranial sacral therapy at the time. And I, Emma, Emma was with a friend's mother and the, they had to drop Emma off at three o'clock. And the appointment was like, I don't know, at noon or something. And um, when, it, when the appointment was over, I had looked at my phone and I had looked at the clock on their stove because we had visited for a few minutes. And I remember thinking, okay, I have an hour and 15 minutes before Emma's getting dropped off. I am going to have time to stop at the store and still be home in time for Emma to get dropped off because I knew she had to be dropped off because these these people had to be somewhere else. And I literally hugged this mother, like, and her and the grandmother, we had just a really great connection right away. And like, I felt super close to, it was the, it was the newborn baby, the mom and the grandma and me. And it was just this really great experience. And I hugged them thinking I had an hour and 15 minutes. I literally walked out the door by the time I got from their house into my car, my cell phone was ringing. And it was Emma's friend's mother saying, I'm in your driveway and it's like 310. And I was like, what just happened? I literally was so, it literally spun my whole world, like inside out and upside down. I was so confused. I literally, it's so disorienting because I'm like, I don't, I literally don't, could I, could I have been confused? No, I saw the time twice. No, I, there was no, like, like, it was such a disorient. I mean, I remember trying to drive home and literally going like the wrong direction on the freeway heading <laughs> south instead of north because I literally just was like, I don't even know where I am right now. And it being so crazy and calling you. And we called each other after these experiences and there's more of them. We don't need to tell all of them. Oh, but, right. Yeah, totally. But that, that idea of like, things are not as concrete as you believe that they are. And that is the truth in time. That's the truth in your reality. That's the truth in your perception of things. That's the truth in, um, in every aspect of, of life experience. And I actually want to go back to the baby conversation for a second, because it struck me in that, um, analogy, I guess, of a baby only understands the present moment and now. But also, if we move it beyond the concept of, or we expand it beyond the concept of time in the present moment, we can also talk about it in like the abundance of the abundance of the present moment. Like you think about a newborn baby being supported, and provided for having its every need met, okay? Like a baby cries and you feed it. 
A baby cries and you change it. A baby cries and you hold it. A baby cries and you love it. A baby smiles and you love it. Like no matter what is happening, a baby isn't wondering in the future if it will also be provided for, right? Yeah. Like when it's time to feed the baby, the baby doesn't think, well, maybe I should save some of this bottle or maybe I should leave some of this milk in the boob because I don't know if in the future, the next time that I cry, if I'm going to have enough milk over there. And so I better hold on to this and store it up and, and make sure that later on I'll have what it is that I need. Like a baby isn't thinking when you're like, engulfed in the goodness of the baby the baby isn't thinking like I wonder if I'm worthy enough to have this interaction right now of all of this attention and I wonder if they actually are sincere and they really do love and adore me to the extent that they are saying that they do in this moment totally you know there's so many ways in actually the present moment like even jesus said come to me as a child like in the innocence of and wonder of the presence that, that now is all that there is and all that there matters and that there's an abundance now and that's what's real like i mean there's there's multiple ways you could continue to play out that conversation of like a baby's inability to wonder about what will be in the future or how you know the provisions and the love and the connection and the support are a constant it's it's like there is no other option for it right yes i remember too when i had had that dream you and i had talked a lot about that about all those different ways and I love, like you said, like Jesus says, come to me as a child, because if you think about the innocence of the child that isn't having to protect itself from past experiences, it's just, there's just nothing, there's not a lot of content there. There's not proof. There's not these things, you know, and then later in life, whatever, life starts happening, the experiences start happening and you start building this, this like storage of information and data and wait, maybe that was different than I thought or maybe whatever, but the true essence, like the origin of a baby, what they come into this world as is like complete innocence in the way of like, like pure and empty, like a void of suspicion, a void of protection. It just is. And, and there's so many things in our work where we are saying like, there is the security that you can get to when you know how to connect with this present moment that's available. And it turns the experience into like this framed, protect protected thing that's happening and the tone is like and so it is like it just is there is no other thing than what it is there is no other thing there's nothing else that's trying to like get into in it to make it insecure like the security of 
a baby, a baby doesn't think like, did I ask one too many times to eat today? <laughs> right. I asked for too much. It's secure in its needs. It's secure in its desires. It's secure in its wants. It's secure in its feelings. It's secure in just existing. Maybe I've been crying too long. I should probably just suck it up. They're going to think I'm a big old baby. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's actually so wild. I've never really thought about, like, I mean, I've, I've thought about, like, we've, we've talked a lot about the word purified and thinking like, like, like pure, you know, is like clean or like untouched or like, but also it's like undiluted and full, like, but I also have been curious about the word innocence because we only like in our society, we only have like it, like we have very specific meanings for pure and innocence. And they both have to do with not being tainted by something sexual, really. True. You have your innocence. Or do you still have your innocence or have you defiled yourself in some sexual way? Are you pure still or have you, you know, but we don't really think about like the bigger context of pure, purified and pure and innocent. But even before you said it, I had just written down like innocence equals no self-preservation. Like there's nothing to pr protect and you have the ability to come to a moment in presence when there's nothing to protect. Yeah, and it's something that it's not something that you lose. Right. It's actually your lighthouse. It's your place you get to continuously go back to. In our society, we really use those words as something you have and then and then you lose it to never be found again, which is like the biggest load of crap ever. Like it's actually the origin of who you are. It's truly who you actually are. You can never lose that part of you. You can not see it. You can not be experiencing yourself as that, but one moment away from fully being who you truly are all the time. Like it doesn't matter how many moments have been in between you experiencing the innocence of yourself or the innocence of life or the innocence of the, the moment, but it's available all of the time. And we are conditioned to think that it is something if you don't grab onto it and grip onto it and you decide at any point to either give it away or have it be taken from you that you are, I mean, there's no turning back. Right. I weirdly feel like my mind is being blown right now. And there's like a million things that want to be coming in around this conversation. Right. And they're all like one step. They're moving so fast. And this conversation is so interesting today because this is Randy and I, I mean, this is our conversations we have, and this is how 
you create in the moment. You, you're talking about one thing and it leads you to the next thing and it leads you to the next thing and they're all connected, but maybe don't seem necessarily related, but then also totally are related. But we're continuously leading ourselves and uncovering the truth of what needs to come forward in the now moment for us and for you guys listening. Like these words that are being spoken, we know so deeply are coming out for a specific reason. Like they are coded to expand and create an energetic system that catapults you into a place of truth and trust, into a place of that maybe things aren't what I think they are, that actually I have some say in what's happening here. If I'm constantly creating, what am I creating? What am I following? What are the rules of my game? Oh my gosh, you're right. This conversation, I have felt like I've lost that part of myself. Wait, this is the part of me that I desire the most. Like this is where my personal power, my creative power exists. When I tap into the moment as if it's the only thing that it exists and if there were no rules that I couldn't get in trouble, if I didn't have to protect myself from some potential future or protect myself from something in the past, what is it that I would create right now? How would I show up? What would I be doing different? How do I show up having to fully be the person to protect myself versus how do I show up in my innocence? Right. What does life look like in both of those places? And that power of the presence, present moment, the power of your own presence, your the power of your own innocent heart being willing to experience what's actually at hand can feel like a massive risk to take. Because anything could happen. Right. When you don't come to the table already cut off and already in some version of self-preservation, right? Like everything is at stake. Every system and understanding of how life goes for you is at stake. Everything you already know to be true, have evidence for and reinforced by proving yourself right is at stake. And that can feel incredibly terrifying to the programming and the survival aspect of your personality and your brain system. But it truly is the intimacy that you are constantly craving in everything outside of that. Right. Yes. And this, like your world can change in a snap of the finger in this kind of creation. Like the things that you think would take a long time to heal or a long time to like build up trust or a long time to see it's that's actually like when we're talking about time and the differences of 
what's happening. Like that is the ultimate proof that these things are not concrete. Time is not like a measurement system in the way that we think it is. Like time is invalid. Like the only thing that it experiences now. So if it, you experience that now, then it is that. There is no other thing unless you're dragging that into the next moment. Like it doesn't even exist. The past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. Like the amount to that we're able to actually bend time and the quantum jumps that happen of a life feeling full and abundant one day when a week ago you never could have even imagined that that was a possibility like the connection you can feel with another human being one day when yesterday it felt like you guys were on two different planets like this doesn't require incremental time in the way that we're conditioned to think so in the human code when you connect into the innocence of what it is that you, who you are, what you truly desire. And in this now moment, like, like you said, anything can happen. Like there is nothing off limits. This, this lifetime right now is so rich with endless possibilities, but it requires you to get out of the past and out of the future and be actually where you're at and consciously create in the truth over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Like one of the biggest things is that feels from people's experience in this life is to always wish they were somewhere other than where they are. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with like, incremental growth and easing your way into change. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's also an option to move through your experience in big jumps that are instantaneous changes that make no logical sense and have no linear path and have no reasonable cause and effect correlation that is that we have experienced in time in money in relationships in intimacy and in connection in in every aspect of life over and over and over again over the last two years well in in times before that as well but consistently <laughs> in the last two years that literally just make no they make no sense you can't add them up in like the linear, logical 3D, 3D reality, but they are true. And actually yesterday we had a conversation. One of our clients brought her husband in on one of our sessions. And he said, I mean, we were, we were taught, it was like the most incredible experience. And we were talking about just the energetics behind things and the dynamics between men and women and, you know, sort of the cause and effect of why things were the way they were and what they are becoming now. And he said, I feel like in some ways you picked me up, put me in a brand new house and said, you're no, never going back to that other home. 
And he's like, I just need, like, I literally went from one reality, you blew my mind and you threw me in an entirely new reality. And I can never unsee what you showed me. Like, <laughs> that was so good. And he's like, and you did it in like five sentences. Like literally, like, like we've been talking about this for 15, we've talked about 10 things for 15 minutes and you have just blown up these things that I thought were one thing and they're really another. And now like, I can never not know what I know. Yeah. And he's like, and I think I just need a minute because, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. And, and the back part, like he thought he knew how that time was gonna go. He yeah. was like, "Here we go. I know what this is. Like, I'll do this thing, of course." And then to just be like a completely different experience than he had ever experienced, just was like, "He's like, what is happening? I did not expect this, but it was like in the best way." Totally. I in my birth chart. Um, in my birth chart, like my astrology chart or whatever, it says that I will live multiple lifetimes in one life. And I have already known that to be true. I have lived multiple lifetimes in this one life, like literally from beginning to end, like in these stages of completion and transformation and deep diving into um, an experience of what it means to be human in a very specific way, but then having a willingness to catapult myself into something that's completely different and seemingly unrelated to that. I mean, the amount of complete cycles of life that I have lived in 45 years is sometimes mind blowing to me, but I firmly believe that I have more than half of my life left. Like I'm not, I'm not quite at the halfway point yet. Um, and I'm so curious and excited to see how that continues to be these jumps into these other realities over and over and over and over. And, um, this is a little bit of a side note, but there was a time that I thought that, you know, I have a very malleable, not only is time malleable, but so is my personality and my interests and my ability to change. There are some people who are very linear and concrete. They yeah. do the same things. They know the same things. They count on the same things. Their life changes very little from beginning to end. They live in the same neighborhood. They do the same work. They have the same friends. They tell the same stories and there's nothing good or bad about that, but there are some people who are like that. And there are some people who go through dramatic changes in their life experience. And I'm one of those people. And before I understood that inequality, what I saw it as was an opportunity to lose myself and other people, to get, to lose my way, to like fall into imitation of being like the people that I was around in getting very flaky with my interest levels. But what I understand now is that part of what I'm here to do is experience the fullness of what it means to be human. And that is deep diving into the width and the depth 
of all of it. So I will catapult myself into something, figure it all out, experience it to the core of its essence, and then jump into the next thing and do it again and do it again and do it again. And for many years, I thought that that meant that there was like something wrong with me and I wasn't like everybody else. And I was like all of these things. But what I understand now, even that ability to lose myself in another person or in a situation or an experience or adopt the fullness of whatever moment I'm in is like this incredible quality. It's like a shape-shifting quality to provide what's ever required of me in the moment. Once I learned how to purify it, how to pull the meaning and the stakes out of it, it has become one of my greatest assets. And it's why this work can be so powerful. And when you and I work together with a client, why we're willing to show up in that moment, no matter what, as exactly what's required and to say what's exactly required, whether it makes sense, whether we understand it, whether it looks like we're mean, whether it looks like we're kind, whether we're full of emotion, whether we're an empty void, whether we're hysterically laughing, whether it's very intense and uncomfortable, all of those things we will become what is ever required in the moments that we are with our clients and in these moments like this, when we are doing our work, because we know so deeply that it's what we're called to do. Yeah. And the only way that we were able to even experience and find that was to be honest and truthful with like the now moment. Like we found ourselves in that place. And it's like what our client's husband said, like, it's like you lifted me up and put me in a brand new house. And now I can't unsee that. Like when you, when you're able to connect with the moment and connect to who you truly, truly, truly are. And like what you actually have to do and to say, like what pours out of you, like you can't ever pretend that it's not there once you know it. Like your life completely transforms and shapes like the things you logically try to understand, like how would that look or how would I do that? Or what would I do? Or, I mean, there's so many questions that your brain has, like none of those questions matter. They don't like, because life is pliable and you're constantly able to create and you are massively provided for and supported things move every time you move your reality changes every time you connect with that truth like you can't imagine what it looks like or what you would need to do you just do and then the next thing happens and you just do again and you just do and you're willing to show up fully over and over and over. And I'm talking about like your work in the world, but I'm also talking about your relationships in the world, your money, all of these things. You just show up over and over and over. Right. But we're not there when we're somewhere else. Like people need to understand that. Like you're not actually experiencing your life when your mind is somewhere else. That was the whole point of me even wanting to do this work. It, it transformed into this work is like, 
I just want to know how to enjoy my life and be in the moment and receive the actual things that are happening around me while I'm in them. That's my only desire and want. And being able to know that that was truly my desire led to the next X, Y, Z to here we are in the present moment. But like, I knew life was happening and I knew I wasn't in it in the way that I desired and actually required myself to be. Like, if this is my life and I'm not going to have this life forever, when this life is done, what do I want from it? Oh, I actually want to be fully human and fully experience every single thing and not wait for another time to be able to experience or when I get this other thing. Like, actually, time is moving and I'm experiencing it, whether I'm aware of it or not. And right now I'm feeling like a lot of it feels like not what I want. Right. Yeah. And there's not enough of it. I'm trying to make up for it. I'm like, I'm trying to get to it. I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying to hold on to it, but I'm also hoping that this part is over. Like you said, like, I just need to know how long I'm going to have to do this. Like I, okay. So I need to either like figure out how to survive this moment. I need to figure out how long I can like be in it before I can get out of it. I need to plan for when I can get over there to it. Like it's, there's, there's that disconnection from your presence that creates what's, what's the word, a separation between you and what's actually going on. And one of the things that's the most amazing thing to me about having the ability to tune everything out, to disconnect from the past and to know that in the present moment, there's nothing to worry about in the future is the amount of hysterical laughter yeah. at basically nothing. I mean, some of the most hysterical moments that just strike you, strike me in the, in, in the, like, I don't know, most, I don't know, deepest way of genuine joy over absolutely nothing is mind blowing to me. <laughs> when you are there, you know, like when you're there and it, and it's like real time happening, I mean, and you can enjoy that moment. It's, it's, it's so funny to me how easily everyone in my family laughs now. Like, I mean, at things that I used to even, that, that I wouldn't let myself think were funny because I would just not want to give anyone the satisfaction of, you know, being pleased with them. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you be so joyful when I'm over here trying to keep score and be angry and frustrated and disappointed and hurt and handling it all and juggling and blah, 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 blah. And it, it's just so wild to me now how hysterically funny everyone and everything is in my life. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. And talking even on the opposite end of the spectrum, then 
like, don't get it twisted. I'm a, the happiest, most joyful I've ever been in my entire life. Like I, I, I'm sometimes surprised still at how like the better it gets, the better it just freaking gets. And it's not perfection to be in the present moment. Also, there are moments that are deeply sad. There are moments that are filled with, you know, like emotion and pain and feeling, but what has changed now is the ability to know that both can be handled. That I don't have to protect myself from the joy so I don't have to be afraid of the pain. I can be as jo deeply joyful in this present moment. And when it calls for deep sadness, I can weep and cry and not and know that it also will pass. And that the moment is the moment. Like the intimacy of connection isn't the absence of feeling. It's actually being willing to feel it all the way to the bottom, no matter what it is in that feeling moment. Presence is not perfection, but presence is real and it's raw and it's honest and it's truthful. And it's the best of both worlds. Hannah Montana style life totally yeah I love that you brought up that what we've said multiple times like how I said this in the beginning like I just want to know how much time this mm -hmm. is gonna be and that's the whole thing is like <laughs> we never actually know like it can be from you know a segment of life how much time is this going to be how much time is this going to take how much time do we have? Like, I need to know the parameters, but like the truth of the truth of the truth of the truth is in the bigger picture, we have no idea how much time we're going to have at all. Mm. At all. I mean, how, there's just so many people. If I had more, if I would have known that I, this was going to be my last time, I mean, how many people have to experience that? Right. Yeah. You can have it now. You can have that love now. You can have that intimacy now. You can have that connection now. You can have that innocence now. You can have that open heart now. Like, you don't have to wait until you know you're out of time. You don't have to, you know, like, but the other, the other thing that I was just thinking when you, um, we're talking is that ability to move into an entirely unknown reality, into something outside, into catapulting in the, into something completely different. Most people, like you said, things can change in an instant. We don't actually know how much time we have. People out of self-protection and self-preservation and disconnection from the moment have associated instantaneous change with pain and loss because that's been the most real experience 
of things changing in an instant. Very few, few people have things change in an instant for good. <laughs> they've experienced or they've seen other people experience the instantaneous change that was unexpected, that was filled with pain, that was unwanted, that caused a loss or a new reality that was not what they wanted to experience. And so because of that, it makes perfect sense that people are afraid of moving into a brand new reality because it has always meant something bad previously to them. Right. Which then in return, you think you're protecting yourself from something bad happening, but you're actually experiencing the thing you don't want to experience over and over and over every day. It's, it's such a paradox how that, what we think we're protecting ourselves from is actually the thing that is like harming us right now. Right. right. But just like we said, it doesn't matter how many times that this has been the truth or the way that you've shown up in that moment things get to be how you actually want them. Like life gets to be good. You get to choose, you get to create, you get to have new experiences. Like I'd like to say it gets to be this easy. And at the same time, it comes with all the things. It doesn't mean that it's perfection or that it doesn't have feelings to it, but like you can handle it. Like you were born for it. This is what you came here to do. Yeah. And I love this too. I mean, somebody said this the other day that I was listening to, and she said this in her own context, but like, if you found yourself listening to this, like there is a reason for that. You are on this path in your life. It is part of your life experience you came here to have. If, it, if you're at one point in it and somebody else is at another or we're at another, it doesn't matter. Like the timing of, this for you may be different than the timing it was for somebody else. But the truth is, is that you will have your own experience and journey and lead yourself to the ultimate truth of who you are one way or another. Yeah. And the timing is yours to choose. And the timing is ultimately the distance between your resistance to the present moment and now. It's the, the things that you hold on to and the evidence that you have and the meaning that you've made out of why you can't participate in the now. That's all that timing is. Timing is the, the, the amount of time it takes for you to be willing to experience. That is collapsing. Collapsing time is what you're willing to move through to actually be in it. 
It's how you get catapulted into the different reality is the distance between the resistance and the present moment. But people think that the resistance has to be dealt with like over there or in the future or in the past, but it's, it's what you're willing to decide it means, the stakes that you're willing to take out of it and the, I guess, returning to the innocence and the presence and the intimacy of now in spite of all of that. Because people think like, oh, I wasn't ready for it then. So the timing is like the timing was off. And it's like, well, yes. And it, it's available to you now because of what happened in the, like inside yourself in the, the distance between. It's not the amount of time that went by that changed. It's what happened in the next moment you were presented and the next moment you presented and the next moment you're presented the next moment as you became different you opened yourself up to have that thing that you wanted back there that had too much of a gap in it like it's like you're the timing that it takes is the your willingness to like navigate the gap definitely and like you and i had this conversation yesterday like you and i know that we're meant to play and live in this quantum field of like being big bang like we want things to be like bam like we know this is where we like to play so we like to jump in and if there is resistance we like to grab all the resistance and dive head first into things to explode that resistance in one second more than like I need to dip my toes in and see what's gonna happen what's this oh now there's this okay I don't know I'm not so sure la, 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 la. we're like Oh, I'm feeling something. Let me get it all in a bag and just right. do the big bang. And then you catapult yourself in these realities. Like if you're waiting for the perfect conditions, like you're going to have a lot of time that's going to go by. There's not really <laughs> going to be a lot of perfect opportunities that feels like, oh, I mean, if there's even a hint inside of you that's shooken up in this kind of conversation, the time is now for you. Exactly. The reasons and the evidence, those are the stories. Those are the lies. That's not the actual truth. That's not actual reality. The reality is that thing inside that just flutters and lights up when you think that there may be a possibility that there's something different for you in this life. Like that's the truth. That, that thing. Hold on to that thing. That other stuff is noise. It's just nothing. Right. But that's where most people's focus goes on to. And it's like a switch in focus really changes everything. Right. And the, the amount of years that I spent torturing myself in like every, like in the anticipation of the jump. Yes. yes. Just jump. You'll figure it out on the way down, but it's the anticipation of the jump. It's the, I'm not ready for it, or I can't do this, or I can't handle it. Or maybe if I had a better swimsuit, I'm just going to use a pool example. Or maybe if my thighs were thinner, I could jump in. Or maybe if my friends jump in first, or maybe if I just sit on the edge and like ease my way in, maybe, you know, it's like the anticipation 
of the yes. It's it's holding yourself back from that thing inside of your heart that is going, that's the thing. That's the thing. I know it's the thing. Everything inside me knows it's the thing. And then when you when you take and you argue with that part of yourself and you're like, no, but it's not the right time for the thing, or we're not ready for the thing, or you need to get this certification before you can have the thing, or you need to have this conversation, or you need to change this, or you need to be prepared for that. It's like when, when there's a full yes inside of you that, you know, somewhere inside that there is something that you want to do, or that you want to experience, or that you are made for, or that you need to say, or that you need to be in this life experience and then all the ways you try to wrap it up and keep it under wraps and hold yourself apart that is the literally the self-torture and for me i wanted to end the war on myself and that was the war mm-hmm. knowing what i wanted and who i wanted to be and what i wanted to say and pulling myself back from experiencing that life out of fear and fear of getting what i want fear of not getting what I want, fear of disappointed, fear of failing, fear of looking like an idiot, fear of all of the things, but not being able to stop myself from wanting it. Even when I could temporarily talk myself out of it, it was so relentless. It always just came back and it always came back and it always came back and it always came back. And to stop holding yourself apart as many times as you can from what you innately know in your heart is the essence of who you want to be and what you want to experience is its own fucking freedom. Yes. And the end of your own personal hell. Yes. And for us, it was like, that's enough. Like if that's <laughs> all that happens, that's, that's enough. That is, I am full. Like I am satisfied I am if if that can actually happen in my life that's enough I don't need one more thing and then like the ultimate paradox happens like when you are full and satisfied and it's enough and you end that war and you're in the present moment like I cannot tell you guys and I know that you cannot wrap your brain around it but like everything changes everything orders to the new reality Provisions that you could not understand are there. Opportunities, conversations, like there's a million things that can change. And everybody wants to wrap their logical brain around and say, but I understand if I do it, but then what? There's just so much evidence over there. Like that's the work. You have to drop that evidence, the need for evidence and trust in something bigger the actual ultimate truth the things that we don't fully logically understand like you were meant to play over there and it requires a blind faith jump over and over and then you see on the other side like oh my god I could never have imagined this I how did this happen it's like later you look back and you're like oh my gosh how did that happen it was like oh my gosh it was right there it just led me there I used to think that it was going to lead me to this other disaster, but it actually didn't. It's really that easy. I just have to follow that little like flutter in my heart. But I don't know. Nobody could have told me this. I could never have understood it. These are the what the women say when they come into our life. Like, I I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was getting into. Nobody could have told me what this is. 
I don't understand. I did can't logically understand it. And now I'm here and it's like, how did that, I mean, if I would have just known that it would have been so easy to say yes to myself, but like <laughs> you just get, don't get to know it until you say yes to yourself. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my God. And like, oh, I just am so enamored and in love with our life experience and the women we work with. And like, we know to the depths of our soul that this, this information, this stuff that comes through us is freaking life-changing, groundbreaking. What, what happens with these women, what comes through them is freaking groundbreaking, life-changing. And we know that to the depths of who we are. We knew that when the first second, it's the first experience we ever had with saying yes to ourselves. But now, as time has gone by, and to see the endless amounts of experiences and confirmations of the depth of this work and how pliable and changeable every experience is, like, it is so freaking mind-blowing. Like the confidence and security that we have in the knowing of what is freaking possible that actually is limitless to not even fully understand the possibilities, but to see it transform and people show up in their innocence of the truth of who they are and experience their life and this like complete wonder, like what? This is incredible. Like, I don't know. Time is such an incredible thing because for so long you think like the future. And then when you get to take a moment and like honor time by looking back and seeing that it led you to this place is like such a different experience of time that I've, I'm just so excited to have like it. I mean, I just hardly have any words because the magnitude of what is happening and the more women that it's happening to, like, this is not, nobody's exempt from this. Like, every single one of you has what it requires to change your experience in life. And what it requires is you. Like you get to know who you are and, and the magic that happens in you. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else that's better to do in life than this? This was just like, that's so good. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, I'm just thinking about like, having to manage like the time of appointments of like trying to get people in like what I used to feel like in my life to now like the limitless well of possibilities and time and resources and support and love and joy such a different dimension totally like always good talk (laughs) (laughs) true true story good talk you guys check out those black friday deals 
Black oh all the way to Cyber Monday, the 29th. Get yourself in these places. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so fun. Okay. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. We love you guys. Bye.